You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're a show about bicycles, alternative forms of transport, cycling, micro-mobility, urban transport and all parts in between. And today is Monday the 14th of February 2022. And we are proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. On today's show, roundtable discussion. Start with the uh, Sea Change program in Canberra and the Canberra Lending Library. I'm going to be talking to Brooke Clinton, Zalika Chan and Simon Annas, who's from Switched On Cycles, who uh, is kind of like the... You know, bicycle industry part component of this uh, Canberra e-bike library and if you've ever been interested in a cargo e-bike well have a listen to this and this is what's happening in Canberra and uh, actually something really good ha- happening in Canberra I should hasten to add on this uh, if you have been following uh, media anyway coming up at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image is Rider Spoke this is going to be on uh, Wednesday, the 2nd of March till Sunday, the 6th of March. Go on a bike ride around Melbourne in search of a perfect place to hide a secret in this reflective and immersive experience. To cycle with no particular destination offers a rare freedom. Guided by the narrator and a delicate score by blanket, explore the city by bike for an hour in search of the perfect place to hide a secret. Think about the people in your life while you ride. Record messages and share them with strangers you will never meet. As you ride, the voices of others will draw you to new and unknown places. And this uh, rider spoke kicked off in um, 2007 in London and has been shown in 22 cities worldwide, most recently at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. And this is the first time it's been in Melbourne. So at 60 minutes, you meet at uh, Flinders Square at the ACMI. Fred Square and I hasten to add that the tickets are $25 so there's um, slots 5pm to 8pm every 15 minutes and I will add the details to this this is ACMI and Blast Theory present Rider Spoke so it sounds like a pretty immersive experience riding your bike after the break I'm going to be talking to Simone Brooke and Zulika about the Canberra e-bike library.
Hello, 3CR listeners. I'm Giselle Hanna from Accent of Women and Asia Pacific Currents, and I'm appealing to you to subscribe to 3CR to keep radical voices on air. I've been a volunteer and broadcaster at 3CR for over 20 years, and I can say categorically that radical voices like ours that bring you stories of extraordinary, incredible women from across the world leading grassroots struggles, well, those voices just aren't welcome in the mainstream media. You won't hear about the struggle against Samsung's human rights abuses against its workers in South Korea. You won't hear about the plight of the Myanmar resistance against the coup on any other station, at least not the way we tell it here at 3CR. So be a comrade and go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419-8377. My name's Simone Annis and I'm the owner-manager of Switched On Cycles. We're an electric bike business. We import electric bikes and we've been doing so since 2008 for Canberra and the Canberra community. We also repair bikes and fix bikes and do various community things with the likes of Sea Change, an organisation with which we've run bulk buys and with which we run the bike library. Probably a good time to go over to you, Brooke. Hi, thanks, Simone. Um, yes, my name is Brooke Clinton. I am the Executive Officer of Sea Change. Sea Change is um, an environmental charity that operates in Canberra. It has been running for a number of years, but we're a little different from your standard environmental charity in that we're, we're quite focused on the urban area and our mission is to enhance any sustainability activity um, that's going on in Canberra in any way that we can. So in terms of the bike library, this is something that I think a number of people were ruminating on for a number of years in the ACT government and, and others, I'm sure. There have been some similar things happen overseas, but it's the first kind of yeah specific bike library that's happened in Australia with the aims of introducing people to electric bikes in general and we've also got a large range of bikes covering some cargo bikes or some models that are handy for carrying kids or um, hefty bags of shopping or other things like that like some people refer to it as utility cycling the whole idea of using the bike in place of a car for those everyday errands and trips and that's something that we're we're trying to give people more exposure to and give them the the opportunity to just try out these different modes of transport that's basically what the library is about yeah and i would add to that that with the different types of bikes i guess they're all a lot of e-bikes are quite expensive and a lot are, are not really fit for certain purposes and some are fit for other purposes so the e-bike library gives people the opportunity to try a range of different bikes which might be right for them at that particular time in their life so whether it's going to childcare with kids or going a little bit further on a commute there's all kinds of different things like that 
even at the at the other end of the spectrum, there's like your tricycle style bikes that are quite handy for people who might have injuries or in some cases even disabilities, that maybe a two-wheeled bike is a, a little too far for them. But some of these tracks are really easy to ride and provide you with mobility that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I guess in terms of setting it up, I should talk a little bit about that perhaps that, so that we responded to, there was a, the ACT government got together and this was on the cards for quite a long time in various forms, but eventually they put out a request for a quotation, which we responded to. And we, when we looked at that quotation, we felt that it wasn't really a good fit with us as a company exactly, but was a very good fit with a community group. Other people in the community had also had that thoughts. Pedal Power, which is a bike advocacy group in Canberra, they'd thought about it. Sea Change, who we'd had different projects with before, so they felt to us like they were the natural fit. But it also felt to us like that they needed industry knowledge to help it go ahead and to work in a way which would be sustainable, I suppose. Brooke, would you like to add to that? Yeah, I definitely agree with everything you're saying there, Simone. I mean, this is key to the mission of Sea Change in that on the one hand, it's about information or technology options, but there's a lot of social goings on. And you have to take into account when you're thinking about shifting people's habits or assisting them to shift their own habits. We don't necessarily have the bike know-how, so the collaboration with Switched On Cycles has been absolutely critical to make this all work. But then we're quite comfortable with like r- running small events and talking to the community and trying to reach those people that maybe haven't been on a bike for quite a long time and maybe like an e-bike is a fantastic way to get back into cycling if you've been off for a decade or so. (laughs) It should also be said I guess that we talked to other people in industry about the project and there was no other tender besides us who replied to the response to tender quotation and I think that's because it's just um, utility cycling in general is just not on the radar of most big bike companies it is a little bit more now because they can see how they can make money out of it but one of the things that had stopped a lot going ahead is that that bike shops generally don't want to stock cargo bikes because they they take up a lot of space a lot of floor space and if you're a throughput business it means that you don't actually want to have a a whole load of kind of cargo bikes um, taking up your floor space and people not buying them. And you don't want to have necessarily have a whole lot of um, different types of bikes around. You want to sell people what you have. You're not actually listening to their needs necessarily to work it out what it is that they need or what their specific circumstances are. That's, I guess, why industry wasn't interested because really there wasn't perceived to be value in it to them because we as an organisation have always, you know, been about commuting and about trying to share knowledge, I suppose, and get people involved and encourage cycling generally and for all kinds of other reasons other than just our own profit. It seemed like a natural fit for both organisations. And if COVID has shown anything, no government in Australia has had a planned approach to safety in terms of workers under COVID. Everything's been done knee-jerk. So whilst you've got market capitalism operating from a market perspective, we're only ever going to get knee-jerk things which involve huge exploitation, inequity and racism. 
None of these things are being planned or addressed in any long-term way. It's all stopgap and knee-jerk, and it is because of the role of the market. Subscribe to 3CR, workers' rights and union struggles. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03 9419 8377. I was just going to say, I was just reminding myself this morning about a really similar bike library that was set up in Sweden shortly before our bike library was set up, actually. It's interesting (laughs) because they border with Denmark and there's a YouTube video about it you can watch. And they were saying, yeah, in Denmark, utility cycling and cargo bikes are everywhere and, and people just really aware that that's a good option um, especially for carrying kids around and things like that and there wasn't as good of an uptake even in neighboring Sweden so they started the bike library there they at least had multiple bike shops who were happy to get involved and and they knew the models and they they knew how to fix them and all those critical things that you need yeah hopefully in Australia in general I mean you guys down in Melbourne are lucky enough to have cargo cycles so specialty bike store for these kinds of cargo bikes yeah hopefully other bike stores are taking on board electric models and diversifying a little bit to potentially there's a lot more people who could be riding bikes if they knew about these options Yeah, I was also going to say, and you made me think of it then, that part of my personal interest came because of when I I had uh, three kids under four and I'd always been a cyclist and always commuted by bikes and I'd tried lots of different options. But with three kids under four, my only option really was a kind of cargo trike type of Christiania thing. And at the time, so that was, I bought one of those in 2008, not a Christiania, but a Chinese kind of cheap version of one. And at the time, it was about $1,000, which seemed like a lot to spend. But it was through my experience of riding that, that I could see that it was actually really very useful in terms of being active and out of a car and carting the kids around. And it had all these advantages. The, the average person in a bike shop who's generally male, generally young and fit, generally not doesn't have four kids or, or three kids, or if they do, they're not the ones carting them to childcare and they're not the ones carting them around. So I guess that from a personal level, I could see that utility cycling and cargo bikes in all their different forms made a huge difference. Yeah, I guess do you want to move on to sort of bike library operations? Yeah, so yeah, filling that void for trying before buying because yeah, as someone said, $1,000 and even now if you want to buy an electric bike, electric cargo bike, you're forking out a lot more than $1,000. So yeah, of course people aren't super willing to just take that plunge without trying them first. So yeah, so my name is Zulika Chan and I'm the project officer for the Canberra Electric Bike Library at Sea Change. Operations-wise, um, we have a bit of a wait list at the moment. So people who want to borrow a bike will sign up on our inquiry form online, join the wait list. And when it's their turn to borrow a bike, we've got 10 bikes on offer. So a range of, yeah, standard bikes, sanity bikes, and electric cargo bikes. Um, so depending on their on their needs, whether or not they want to cart three children under four or whether they just want to be able to, yeah, commute their sort of 10K uphill ride to work, I'll work out with them what sort of bike is suitable for them. And then we'll pick a time that will work for them to borrow the bike. 
The loans themselves are free. All the participants have to do is purchase insurance, which is offered by Pedal Power, the advocacy organisation that's mentioned earlier. And then, yeah, they'll pick up the bike, borrow it for eight days, return the bike eight days later. And yeah, I'll chat to them and see how they went. And yeah, at the moment, we've had almost entirely positive feedback. People have been really excited to try the bikes and then, yeah, pleasantly surprised at how useful they are. And we've also had quite a few people purchase electric bikes after borrowing them. So I think at the moment we've had sort of almost a 24% um, conversion rate of people who try bikes from us, not just from loans as well. We also hold various events and come and try sessions that people have ducked into and just ridden around on bikes for sort of 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, so from, yeah, a combined events, come and try session and full loans, we've had, yeah, about 24% of those people purchase their own bikes. So I'm really proud that um, this library is making a real difference in terms of how people are transporting themselves and their families around Canberra. That's really great to hear because from Melbourne perspective, and all I know for about from the inner north and inner south, there are a lot of cargo e-bikes in, well, in comparison to what previous was out there which was zero and you were talking earlier was it Simone or Brooke talking about cargo cycles down here but what we don't have is this loan facility and I think the market is changing really rapidly and unfortunately fortunately it's going to be a commercial-led sort of prospect down here because we had to come and try days but again with e-bikes, e-cargo bikes, it's still a pretty large financial imposition for something that's quite new or radical for people. Live at the Bowl is on now. The Open Air Series returns from January to April with an exhilarating program of live performance. See some of the best homegrown and international acts on the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl stage. Share a picnic on the hill, take in a symphony at sunset or dance the night away to your favourite musicians. Explore the full program at artscentremelbourne.com.au A 3CR supporter. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's a financial, a massive financial outlay when you consider it on top of, you know, your existing transport measures. Um, So yeah, we're hoping that over time, people will be able to sort of swap out their second car for a cargo bike, in which case it's probably going to be cheaper than buying a car, a second car. It's definitely a lot cheaper to run and maintain. And if you have solar, it's basically free. (laughs) The low, having the loan period be sort of an eight-day minimum kind of thing, I think has been extremely helpful because people have been able to really integrate it into their lives. So yeah, like you mentioned, Chris, trying the bike out is one thing, but actually being, being able to see whether it will suit your lifestyle in a whole week's worth of daily activities makes a massive difference in terms of yeah your own confidence that you know that you'll use the bike and you know that that five to $8,000 you've just spent is going to be worthwhile. I was just going to say, I think that Australians, we've come to a kind of a nub of the problem in a way in that Australians are just really bad at thinking about different types of transport for different types of trips or for the different types of travel. Our default mode is to get into a car and just kind of go. So what the cargo uh, bike library or cargo bikes do or, or, or electric bikes or 
or bikes in general is just um, and the library does is give people that opportunity to see that you can use a different type of transport for a different type of trip and to work out which trips it's appropriate for and which it isn't so you may still have a car but as Zalika said you don't necessarily need the second car you might be able to to you know that it might actually be able to to drop someone off in a city circumstance at childcare and then go to work um, rather than having to find a park, drop their child off and then go on and find another park at work. So it just allows you to do that a little bit better. There's so many different types of trips that you can take that are actually a lot easier on a bike than in a car, especially when you take into consideration paid parking and limited parking um, yeah, at workplaces or schools or whatever. Lots of people make that comment, don't they, in their, their surveys. So we also, uh, I should say that part of this whole process with the bike library and part of the requirements from the ACT government, and certainly the part that Sea um, Change has done very well and which commercial bike shops wouldn't be interested in doing at all, is the research component. So we've surveyed, we've kept data, and we've also served, surveyed each of our respondents quite diligently about how they use the trip and what the barriers to them taking up uh, utility cycling might be. We've got a whole lot of information about that. and We've produced a number of case studies for people looking at how they use a bike and et cetera to help people overcome some of those barriers. Yeah, exactly. We've got a lot of qualitative research about how people use them and what they've considered is the benefits of, of e-bikes over cars and also some quantitative information about sort of how far they travel um, in their bikes. Um, we've also surveyed a bunch of people who have bought bikes after participating in the library. So, yeah, seeing what kinds of trips they make now that they have their own bike um, and, yeah, the extent to which they're replacing car trips, which is quite significant. So it really is having making a, a big difference on these individuals' lives as well as in terms of reducing emissions from the transport sector in Canberra. Yarra City Arts presents The Bandwagon, a new pop-up COVID-safe live entertainment venue at Condell Reserve this Sunday, February 20, from 6 to 8pm. Featuring punk rockers The Switches, who at age 13 will be playing their third public show, indie pop artist Ilka, who writes songs instead of getting therapy, and 16-year-old Cooper Jack, producer of indie pop beats. For all Yarra Staycation events, visit yarracity.vic.gov.au slash rediscover. Yarra City Arts is a 3CR supporter. Going back to how we started, we had that huge head start in that it was something that the ACT government wanted to do. And we have been contacted by a few local councils from around Australia. But if you are within a local council and, and feel like this would be something that would be really fantastic for your community. Obviously, the big thing which we haven't talked about is risk management. People are out there on these bikes. Some of them may not have been on a bike for a little while. And so there's, yeah, it's, it is a risky proposition for governments to, to stand up. But I guess that comes back to having key people who, who have the expertise, who can advise. And then, then there's also the aspect of 
encouraging your communities to think differently about this stuff. I mean, if we go back to the the idea that these bikes are more expensive than a standard bike, when I was younger and before I ever thought about a car, I got a I got my motorcycle license. But if I had known about e-bikes at the time, that probably would have been a much better option because, you know, being on a motorcycle made me a little bit nervous on the roads, but an e-bike is much more pleasant. And there's funny kind of preconceptions out there in terms of, oh, will will I really be able to go further on an e-bike? And it's like, oh, yeah, it kind of gives you a kind of imaginary tailwind where, where you're just kind of pushed along, but it still feels like you're riding a normal bike. Yeah, there's a lot that local governments can do or or community groups with a bit of support can do to just start talking about these ideas in their community because to a lot of people they'll just it'll be a completely foreign idea even if yeah I'm sure the inner north of Melbourne has plenty of people who know about this but in different areas it might be really interesting to just start the conversation. And I was just thinking that in an ideal world what would be able to offer would a kind of a bit of a hand about what you need to start at your own bike library, I suppose, because we haven't talked about that at all, really. But in terms of minimum bikes, minimum numbers, um, what kind of operating systems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Zalik has got all that detail, so but not a huge amount of time to um, get all that stuff together. You could probably give Zalika a ring and have a chat to her. You probably can. (laughs) I have spoken to a few people about it. Would love to share knowledge if I have the time. Okay, so how can people get in touch with Sea Change and the the lending facility of that? So Sea Change has a website. If you want to head straight to the Canberra Electric Bike Library page, just head to seachange, S-E-E-C-H-A-N-G-E dot org dot au forward slash C-B-R e-bike so e-b-i-k-e library l-i-b-r-a-y-a-r-y i really appreciate the time you've taken and the knowledge and experience at this because it's something really needed in a bigger rollout but we've just got to see what happens if uh, either councils at that level or state governments even see something worth potentially rolling out i think it's going to be commercial yeah probably Thank you for your time today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio Program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne's activist radio station 3CR. 
Presenters are all volunteers, and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au, click on the support tab, and select either donate, subscribe, shop, or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.